0: Whoa, what's happening everybody, and welcome to another episode of Sock Talk with Stove and Wally. My name is Stove, his name is Wally. Introduce yourself, Wally.
1: Top, uh, good evening, good evening, everybody. Uh, my name is Wally, and it is a good evening. How's it going over there, Soph? <laughs> uh, you're in some
0: mood tonight, Wally. Uh, I am not, so I'm not going to put up with any of your shenanigans. I'll tell you right now.
1: You heard it here first. He's not putting up with my shenanigans.
0: Very well. That was, uh, that was quite the intro. I was not expecting that. So thank you for that, Wally. That's why we pay you the big bucks.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Six <laughs> right. salary over <laughs> That's it. That's it. Um, so, Wally, I'm going to throw you a curveball this week. Okay. Uh, we're going to start off with Serie A this week, and we'll finish up with the Premier League. Uh, first off, though. I do want to, uh, I do want to mention, well, we usually always do Premier League first. That's why.
1: Fair enough. So you want to mention what?
0: Oh, basically, you're battling a cold. So if you sound horrible, Ah. listeners know
1: why. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've sounded worse this weekend. Tonight's not that bad, so. That Buckley's is doing its trick. Yeah, well, that's uh, so. What
0: they say it does. That's what it's there for, to help you out in the times of need, Wally. Just like we are needing your help in discussing uh, this week's madness. So, uh, without further ado, let's uh, let's jump right into Serie A. Uh Let's start with the Serie A title. Uh, title. Oh, I was gonna say title champions. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, table leaders. <laughs> Uh, so let's talk about Juve. Just kidding. Inter now lead Serie a after fourteen games played. Uh, let's start there. So a tough game against Spal. Believe it or not, I think the score line was pretty flattering towards Spal. Uh, Inter had this pretty much covered. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, what, what can we say? Wow, uh, I mean, one thing I have to say is, Lotaro Martinez—he just might win the Ballon d'Or tomorrow.
1: I. <laughs> Certainly not, but uh, he is making uh, a good claim uh, for, for him sure. starting <laughs> in, the, in the national team. No, I, I would say to get a move the <laughs> box, maybe you know. But oh. uh, the kid, um, we spoke about him actually uh, over the weekend, and you asked where he came from. Besides his father's, you know, balls, um, he actually came from a racing club in Argentina, and uh, he was actually captain of that team and then just, I believe he transferred over uh, last year in January, possibly, but uh, what a great start to the season and a, a, a formidable, uh, formidable partnership with Lukaku. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, they're linking up extremely well. Uh, they kind of partner, uh, they have complementary uh, skill sets, uh, Lautaro a bit more skillful, Lukaku much stronger, but mm-hmm. uh, very, very impressive. And another two goals is this, this game.
0: Oh, uh, another two goals indeed. I mean, uh, the first one he he has the confidence to carry the ball forward. Um, he has, the, yeah, and he, he shoots like kind of cross uh, cross field like that, a classic Harry Kane cross shot um, that trickles into the uh, trickles into the corner. Uh, apologies for my dog, by the way. I don't know what's up his turkey, <laughs> but um,
1: yeah, tell but, him uh, to settle down. There.
0: Well, he must be a Juve fan. That's why he's not impressed with Inter leading the Serie A table. Um, but he is a Martinez fan. So back to Martinez. Uh, I thought his second goal was even more impressive. Uh, he shows great aerial ability for uh, for a little uh, lad
1: for for a diminutive man. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. very good leap on him. Uh, pretty impressive. Oh, yeah.
0: It is really impressive. I mean, what also was impressive in that move in the second goal is uh, Candreva's cross there. I know you're a fan of some uh, Antonio Candreva.
1: Candreva this year, uh, I I, I love it. Because last year, uh, uh, he didn't get too much playing time. Uh, under Spalletti, he he, uh, he changed. Well, he's been used in a, in a different Altered formation, three-five-two, so he's more of a, a wing back, and uh, it seems to suit his style of play, which at uh, at Lazio was was getting balls into the box and uh, also chipping in with goals and assists. And uh, very impressive start to the season for Kandereva. Who knows? He might be recalled to the national team.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's not like there's a big international tournament next uh, next summer, so doesn't really matter. <laughs> Um, but uh but I mean, what would you say he's playing like he's he's in that three five two he's playing as like the, the he, wing back he's
1: right? he's that uh, he's that uh right wing back yeah and yeah. uh or right uh a bit more offensive then i'd say uh azamoa or Biragi on the other side but uh-huh. uh but very impressive
0: well uh yeah i tend to agree i mean that cross uh um, first time, that's always difficult. I mean, how many of those have you personally sent into the stands or too high or too low? Uh, he gets Me it just right. Done,
1: but, you know.
0: Oh, well, I mean, life is uh, life is easier in Wally land, uh, that's for sure. Um, God, yeah. Back to uh, Lotaro Martinez. Um, according to Wikipedia, so take this with a grain of salt, his nickname is The Bull. The Bull, wow. yeah that's uh that's interesting <laughs> i like he's it kind of has actually. that look
1: it's ah, total okay. yeah uh, he has well, that
0: he, he has that look yeah. he looks crazy uh it looks like a demon actually his uh his resting face you know some people say they have a resting bee face he's got a resting hmm. uh he's got a look to him he looks like a serial killer to be honest
1: um yeah i've never really seen him smile too much or ever
0: <laughs> yeah i don't know he's a savage uh permanent scowl oh for sure uh, yeah because the only thing he hates more than scoring goals is scoring braces and that's what he did and Curly, he wasn't happy about it because uh yeah he's uh he's an odd fella but uh that's enough with the bull ain't on top of the city uh, table a uh, little fun fact for you wally because i know you love facts but don't like fun too much so bear with me um, the last time
1: wow, the, that's the, incredibly rude, the,
0: the last time inter or on top of the Serie A table after 14 games played was back in 2010 when uh, Jose Mourinho was in charge and they went on to win the treble. Um, that is, so, a, that is a fun
1: fact. Well, it's
0: well, just more I'm, of a fact. I hope you had fun with it nonetheless, but uh, so we'll see if history repeats itself. Uh, it tends to to not sometimes, so uh, we'll keep a close eye on that one I have a feeling um, but uh, let's go to the team that dropped the ball uh, Juve at home hosting yeah, swallow.
1: Yeah. yeah, yet again early uh, early kickoff on the Sunday maybe that um, was the problem no, no it wasn't, it was just uh, another selection problem uh, yeah. and just mistakes mistakes from the back line uh, yet again
0: yeah, yeah, it really was. I mean, uh, I have to agree with you. The selection. Uh, let's go through. Let's go through a bit of the goals first. Mainly, I want to talk about uh, the the uh, the second Juve goal. Sorry, the second um, Sassuolo <clears throat> goal, uh, where basically Cuadrado tries to uh, clear his lines or, or play it back. I guess to Delikt. Right, he's under pressure. Um, Delikt tries to get rid of it. He ends up uh, coughing the ball up. Yeah shot comes in Buffon makes a mess of it and, and a real mess um
1: uh, it was a calamitous of mistakes first I mean, from the lake then to buffon like jesus we we you're right there well it's like you're gonna pass out there um <laughs> yeah i almost <did>. just thinking <laughs> back like... of that horrible that horrible display
0: you ran out of
1: air for a second. I was there like madre
0: mía. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I wish you could say this is new, but we've seen Buffon. He just, man, he's so shaky. He he looks like a shaky old man. Like every time the, a cross comes in, he tries to clear it. Uh, we saw it early on the game too when, uh, on a free kick save.
1: He, I mean, he saved it, but just I'm very uncomfortable. Yeah, untom- like, I, like the commentary mentioned about him seeing it late. Uh, I'm not too sure about that. It was like right yeah. on him. He was he he was doing
0: that all uh, every time he's played this year. Like remember that game with Hellas uh, Verona? Every cross that came in from Miguel Valoso, so he would fumble it, and yeah, just a disaster. I, I, it's really funny. We saw it in Champions League last season. Remember with Casemiro? Saw... So yeah. Uh, uh...
1: Oh yes, yes, yeah. PSG. Yeah, yes, exactly. That's, so yeah, I think that's that's when it first started that I noticed that. He had a massive, massive uh, drop in uh, in quality for the the ever, ever ageless Buffon.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is... Uh, it's kind of funny because, like, um, you don't think that someone's skills could uh, deter so quickly like that. Um, so it is odd, but, I mean, we could continue talking about skills deterring. I mean, I, I thought Ronaldo had one of his worst games uh, again. Uh, today, um, uh, I don't know
1: if it's um, if it's the headband, um, yeah. it's... but man, out of it, just not interested at all. Yeah, this was
0: different than his other poor
1: performances. This
0: is I, I can't say he did too much like terrible. Just he simply was not involved no. at all. Like he this... didn't try to be involved at all. in This game. Um, like, I, I really don't understand. Like, today, he re- I thought he was going to come back with a vengeance and really try to go for the kill today. Uh, he did not seem interested at all. Uh, clearly not a fan of the early kickoffs. Um, it really bothered him, it seems like it. Uh, he was just not... The comic kept saying lethargic, and I, he just, yeah, he's just so uninterested. I, I, and the worst part, we started this podcast back in August and every week I was raving about man, like this Ronaldo's playing like a younger Ronaldo's, like in like the way he was kind of running a little bit with the ball, uh, running into space, energy dropping into midfield, uh, passing. I thought his passing was crisp, um, and boy, like the past month, it's just I don't know what's happening. It's like we've gone back to like the Madrid Ronaldo, the really uh, lazy, you know,
1: uh, mid-season maybe.
0: Man, yeah, early. That's like that's like a, I wouldn't say it's a midlife crisis. I'd say it's a quarter life crisis because it's only November. So, well, technically it's December, but uh, yeah, very strange. I'm not happy about it. Uh, he did have a good free kick though. That would have been uh, that would have been nice if that would have went in. Um, but uh, he does get the penalty right, uh, thanks to uh, DiBala getting brought down the box. Ronaldo steps up. Clear,
1: clear cut penalty that one. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. uh, even the defender wasn't uh, wasn't really complaining. Uh, Ronaldo steps up, a uh, very fantastic penalty. Uh, a big penalty, too, because you're down 2-1 at that point. It, you know, things aren't going well. So, for the team, it's important. But also for him, it was important because if he would have missed that, I mean, I don't know. Things would have gone from from bad to even worse. So, uh, luckily, that's not the case. They do get that goal. Unfortunately, they cannot get the winner. Uh, it kind of felt like it was coming, but uh, it, just couldn't, it just didn't fall. It didn't fall today, Um, But that's where I have a problem with Sadi's team selection. So, Wally, I'll let you start with that. But we both basically had the same point. Uh, but yeah, take it away from there.
1: <clears throat> Sorry about that. Um, well, again, I don't even feel like mentioning it anymore because it's just like same, same stuff every week. But in the whiskey, again, uh, starting as a cam. And uh, then you have the midfield is, like, almost zero creativity. Chan, Pjanic, and Bentancur—they're are two of those players are pretty much the same, Ben and Chan. Pjanic is the only one who kind of, uh, he's looking for that forward pass, but he's, like, the, the most uh, defensive of them. He's yeah. the deepest-lying uh, player of them. But I just... Uh, I don't know why he keeps on going with this 4-3-1-2 formation. I really don't think um, it suits them too much. Um, I find Juve is much a much better team with with uh, with the width, uh, with wingers, uh, not with this uh, going through the middle type uh, type of formation. I don't know. I, I, I it doesn't seem to be working. So I don't know why he keeps wanting to to stick with it, but that's how sad he is. Uh, he finds his, his preferred selection and then, <coughs> sorry. And then he keeps going with it over and over. We saw it last year at Chelsea, uh, it was stuck with the four through three, but the substitutions were always the same. It was Kovacic for Barkley, Barkley for Kovacic. Uh, you know, it was always the same thing every game. And, uh, sooner or later, honestly, um, I'm not sure if he's going to last the entire in the entirety of the season.
0: Wow, that's a hot take, Wally. Wow.
1: Yeah, that's my uh, that's my take this morning. was uh, so after watching that, uh, I was really really unimpressed.
0: Well, um, the only way I could see that happening because I do think he'll finish the season. The only way I could see him not is if uh, he really falls out with Ronaldo, then. Uh, then the board's got to make a decision. They either have to, you know, live with Ronaldo uh, and, and that um, I don't think he's a very dramatic player to be honest, but that the drama that comes with Ronaldo or they're going to have to uh, side with Sadi and possibly try to get rid of Ronaldo. I don't know. But uh, the only way I see it happening is if they really fall out between those two, then, uh, then it's basically a disaster because you lost the team at that point. Um, I just, I I think it's just basic mistakes here from the selection. I mean, Again, I don't have a problem with Buffon uh, playing the occasional game. By all means, this seemed like a game where he should, you know, if he was going to play a few, he should play this one. Um, I'm kind of surprised at how many caps he's gotten this year already. Like He's gotten quite a bit already, so um, I'm a little surprised with that. Uh, I mean, I guess Chesney played uh, the Atalanta game. He played the midweek. Uh, it's okay he gets a rest, so I- I'm not overly Cap mad I Maybe mean, that's it. He, he played midweek. That's why uh, in Oh yeah, okay. yeah. Sorry. So, so um, but no, I just, I mean, already four, already four appearances, which is not a, it's not a lot. But you're 14 games in Serie. A, he's he's had four. You know, that's a that's a decent chunk. Um, and plus the mistakes he's, you know, he's causing. I don't know how much longer this keeps up with him getting the occasional rotation, especially since Serie a won't be a walk in the park this year. Uh, it would have been different if they already had like a double digit lead or something. Uh, like <laughs> Liverpool, which we'll get to, um, but yeah, I mean that was one of them uh, Buffon. But like that's one of those things you have to live with. Uh, however, it's uh, even this one. Chan hasn't played much. We all know he's not happy at Juventus being left off the Champions League squad. Uh, even him, he deserves a he deserves a run out. Uh, Juve have a very deep squad, and uh, they have to find a way to to you know, make everyone play. Otherwise,
1: I, I uh, uh, playing playing with someone like Chan because he hasn't had much playing time, but you have to pick players that kind of complement each other, not who are pretty much the same type of player. I mean, where's the where's the creativity in that side? Because Berdadeski has been horrible.
0: Well, he was my next one. I mean, Chan had a bad game. Chan should have had a two goals, and we would have been talking about Juve beating Sassuolo today. Instead, he misses a sitter and yeah, half was- a sitter. And you know, and and they end up playing the game. So I thought Chan had a very poor performance. Bernadeski, this this is the one I find unacceptable though, because Chan deserves rotation. Buffon deserves rotation. That's fine. Bernadeski has been playing. There's no reason why he had to play again this game, and there's no reason why DiBala has to start on the bench. We all know in a perfect world, uh, Ronaldo would have started on the bench. DiBala would have played, and Higuain would have played because they've both been in great form. Um, especially turning the turning the tables on Atalanta last week. Uh midweek Dybala's brilliance was the only thing that beat Atletico de Madrid. So I mean just the politics of, you know, not having of having to play Ronaldo, it kept Dybala on the bench unfortunately. But I I could see a system where they drop Benadeski instead and play Dybala either in that number ten role, uh, which is his number by the way. Or they, they could have figured something else out where they played a 4-3-3 and he played wide right, Ronaldo on the left, something like that. Um, but you have to play him. I mean, this guy, like, I, I know you weren't his biggest fan a few months ago, but you can't deny him now. He's in great form. Why isn't he playing? Why isn't he starting? Why is he going coming out when they were chasing a goal today? It doesn't make sense. Uh, I, I, I was very disappointed with, with that uh, selection uh, in particular. Uh, it's just, it's, it's not good enough. E- even Ramsey, why couldn't he play for Benadeski today? He, did, he didn't start against Madrid. I oh, know he did start against Madrid, but uh, but still he came out. So a little bit more rested than those that played the full game. Uh, I just, man, this Benedeschi thing is really becoming a problem. Um, he doesn't have <laughs> the luxury of being Ronaldo where you could struggle for 90 minutes and keep getting called, you know. Uh, he shouldn't get the same leeway, but man, just sadly, once he falls in love with someone, uh, I, I don't know. It's like He's in the team no matter what.
1: Uh, and I don't know uh, what Nibala yeah. has to
0: do to get in the team.
1: And we're seeing we're seeing the same substitutions again, like you're chasing a goal, you're two one down. Yeah. Uh, like pretty much uh like right right away at the start of the second half. You bring on Matweedy for Chan, those are like for like substitutions. What are you like what are you thinking in terms of trying to get a goal? That is gonna create something? No. Matweedy is one of the hardest working players you'll get. But oh, he's yeah. not there to create chances for the team. He's there to, to cover, track back, and put in a solid uh, defensive midfield display, not to uh, to set up goals.
0: Uh, I don't know. And uh, no, try uh, uh, on... had to come off, but I mean, bring on Ramsey, bring on DiBala. Uh, do do Chan for do Chan for Ramsey, and, and then Benedeschi for uh, um, uh, DiBala. Uh, DiBala. Yeah, exactly. So I don't see why you couldn't have them. I mean, especially I thought Higuain played well.
1: Or even but... even uh, bring on Dechilio and you put uh, Cuadrado a bit more forward and you you switch up uh, formation. You know, playing uh, as an actual as an actual winger, not a right back. Uh, I don't know. There's there's multiple things to to get yourself a bit more offensive. Anyways, I I, I feel like we're spending a bit too much time on Juve. Um, there are other games that have passed this weekend. All right. Well, which one did you want to talk about? Then? Just want to go briefly over Milan-Parma. This probably was Milan's best performance. Um, uh, scoreline is, is probably, uh, you know, pretty uh, pretty un- unreflective of the amount of shots they had, but uh, they come away with a one nothing win away at the Stadio. Ennio Tardini it was an onslaught basically Um, their goal actually was a bit lucky Uh, a clearance from Darmian, off of Bruno Alves pops up to Theo Hernandez in the box and he just slots it home Um, Sepe was I don't know how many shots he had on him but uh, the guy must be uh, he must be resting his his fists in the ice buckets tonight that's for sure (laughs) Um, but they come away with a one-nothing win. Good for Milan. Parma still top half of the table, so can't really complain. You have one of the big teams, you know, coming coming to uh, to their home. Not the the result they would have wanted, but um, Parma is does have uh, quite a few uh, offensive players injured. So uh, good for Milan. Maybe things are are finally uh, rolling on for them. That was supposed to be our match of the week. However, there was a much better game that I watched. Mm Bologna-Napoli. And I thought this was uh, very impressive from Bologna, who who held their own against a struggling Napoli side, especially uh, in the league. I mean, Ancelotti is really, really looking under fire. Oh yeah, and uh, and uh, Bologna come over with the with the three points on this one away from home. Now, the first half was uh, pretty much nonstop back and forth. Uh, both teams uh, pretty open uh, defensively, uh, kind of vulnerable at times. Um, Bologna looked pretty good though going forward, especially second half. I mean, uh, they had they had a 1-0 lead, uh, Napoli. Mm-hmm. Uh, Llorent scored... I'm trying to remember how... Uh... Right,
0: the Insigne took a shot similar to the... Lottano oh, yeah, first Insigne...
1: Goal. Yes, 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 yes. And, uh, yeah, and a huge he pretty much rebound. just... I
0: mean, unacceptable yeah. rebound, to be honest.
1: It, it, it was... Well, yeah, the fact that no one was, like, close to reacting, uh, just an open... Open-ended goal. Yeah. That's what you'd want to
0: No, And uh, do you know how many shots Napoli had in this game, Wally?
1: Uh, uh, I assume you do.
0: (laughs) I do. do. Um, Quite a a few. Quite a few. 30. 30 Uh, shots. They had 30 shots, six on target. Um, And considering they lose the game 2-1, that is uh, quite hilarious, quite frankly. Uh, but I mean, they do, Bologna do, do a good job of turning the result back. Uh, they really pressured uh, Napoli. I thought actually their passing, especially on both goals, were super crisp, like well taken. Uh, they played some good stuff, I thought, especially in the second half when they really turned the game around.
1: Yeah. Um, a, yeah. Uh, turn back, turning back the years um, with his uh, impressive performance.
0: Oh, yeah. It was a vintage uh, vintage um, former Impact Legend performance uh, for Jamali, <laughs> that's for sure. But, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 especially that second goal, like, wow, like a very uh, nice little inside pass there. Uh, it was impressive. And, and again, this, like you mentioned, Napoli struggling. I mean, I have here their fixtures in front of me. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. They're winless in their last six. They've picked up four draws and two losses. Uh, their last win was on October 19th, a 2-0 win against Elas Verona. So, uh, yeah, not exactly what they wanted, that's for sure. I mean, their first, um, their first eight games in Serie a weren't so bad, actually. Uh, picking up, let's see, six out of eight, that's pretty good. And their last six, uh, pretty abysmal. Uh, so something's really going wrong. Is Ancelotti in the hot seat, you think?
1: No, he he certainly is in the hot seat and uh, there's there's been rumblings going around that probably going to get fired uh, pretty soon honestly and um, I'm not sure who they'd bring in to replace him. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean you have a big name like Ancelotti I would <clears throat> I wouldn't consider And to be, like, past his best, Um, I still think he's a very good coach. I'm just, like, a team like Napoli, do they deserve someone, like, better than him? No. Like, I don't know. Like, you're not going to find a better coach uh, who wants to coach, like, a a, a Napoli side, you know? Like Yeah, they'd have to go with
0: a younger coach, like.
1: Yeah, someone who who's less experienced. Uh, oh, I don't think they'll get a, as as big a name any anymore because Absolutely. the project doesn't look as interesting. Um, and uh, I don't know if it would be a mistake to fire him, but uh, things do seem like they need to change a little bit. Uh, they oh, do yeah. have quite a few people injured. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, so maybe just some time, and maybe the January transfer window was exactly what the doctor ordered for Napoli. Uh we'll see if that could stop the bleeding. Um, but they are bleeding. I mean, down to seventh here. So in terms of points, uh just for reference, they're seventeen points behind first place ain't sixteen points no, behind they're, Juve. They're out of it. Oh, hundred percent. At this point, they're they're battling for Champions League. And keep in mind they're also eight points out of a champions league spot because uh, Lazio continue not to draw points, Roma continue to very and well. Roma.
1: Yeah, very so, yeah. Both uh, Roman teams, very impressive.
0: But that's it. And then uh, fifth place, uh, Calgary, and and sixth, Atalanta, each with twenty five points. Uh, both of them with a five point lead over Napoli. So uh, it's it's a long road ahead for Napoli. It's definitely not going to get easier. Uh, it's an interesting interesting table the way it looks uh, right now. Um, Brescia leading the race to get relegated. Uh, their their last <laughs> five form is all losses, so uh, not looking good there. Good luck to Brescia for the rest yeah. of the Serie A campaign.
1: Fabio. Fabio Grosso. Remember it's, that name?
0: I, I do remember that name.
1: Is he coaching
0: there now? Yeah,
1: yeah I think uh, I think he took over three games ago or something. Oh, and okay. three losses in a row.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, you know, when you captain, uh, when you jump in as captain on a sinking ship, should I blame you for having the deck full of water? I don't think so. But uh, we'll see what happens there. I mean, I doubt we'll keep an eye on it, but you never know. Uh, but Wally, I'm fed up of you. Just kidding. I'm fed up with setting up. <clears throat> let's go to England. Uh, let's talk about the Premier League. It was uh, an interesting weekend. Uh, mainly, and I say interesting and not exciting because I thought what happened was not exciting at all.
1: Uh, it was a little bit depressing. Well, <laughs> times were exciting at times.
0: Yeah, I'm referring to uh Man City drawing and Liverpool winning, uh furthering the gap to eleven points, which oh. kind of oh, yeah. Yeah, takes okay. the buzz, kinda of takes the buzz out of it. I'm also referring to Arsenal Man U dropping points against uh yeah. inferior sides. Uh I don't care for that either.
1: Uh Spurs winning. Yeah, uh, don't care for that. At least silver lining them hammers though giving that hammer blow to Chelsea at home. That,
0: that is nice. I just, I really wanted, uh, I really wanted man to gain some ground on, on Chelsea, on Arsenal. and
1: uh, Well, you can, because, um, there's a midweek game against Spurs, actually. Yeah.
0: Well, considering our conflicting I, forms, I'm not looking forward to that game.
1: Yeah. Well, all, all you, a lot of times, all you need is one result because, um, I mean, both of our teams are uh, in extremely horrendous form. This is our worst start to a season since nineteen seventy five well uh, we, ha- we haven't won we haven't we're winless in seven. We haven't won a game since like October first maybe it was against Bournemouth. a league game. Uh, Seems like a long, long time ago.
0: That it does. Uh, That it does, my friend. Um, It's just... I mean, we'll we'll go through both these games quickly because I I don't want to spend too much time uh, with these bunch of losers. But uh, I'll start with the Man U game. Um, The the Man U game, I, I don't know what to say, really. I thought they actually started pretty positively. Uh, the opening goal by, by Grealish was uh, impressive, like, wow. Um, yeah, that was... Not much you could do there, I- I'd
1: argue, but
0: uh, I don't know. I-, I didn't think
1: Closing him down quicker, that's the Ooh, one yeah. thing I can... De-, De-, De Gea has no chance. Yeah, but even
0: closing him down quicker, I mean, he still waited for Bissaka to be on him, and then he, he got past him in shot. so I don't know. Um, I wouldn't say closing down quicker, I would say closing him down effectively.
1: Yeah, fair so, enough. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, I mean that's whatever. It's it's a great goal. Uh, they do they do claw back. Um, the great Pereira cross to Rashford. Yeah, own goal. Yeah. That's. Uh, I, yeah, I thought Rashford actually showed them better with the finish there. He all, he pretty much, almost missed. Right. So. Um, but yeah, I guess an own goal, which is unfortunate. Uh, and then the the Lindelof header I thought was brilliant as well. Oh, um, that was a
1: very impressive header.
0: Yeah. You know, it was, it was a great goal of, man, they held the lead for a solid, what, two minutes. So uh, <laughs> that's also impressive. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's not. Uh, I love,
1: love the level of sarcasm in your voice.
0: Well, it, it's just, when you're looking at these fixtures, it's just like,
1: man, it's like they, they just, they're bleeding goals.
0: They, they just can't stop conceding. And um I just love for them just to squeeze out. Like, they scored two goals today, and usually in soccer, you win if you score two goals, usually, you know. Uh, but I'm just looking back at, at their their fixtures most recently. I mean, two against Villa, three against Sheffield, uh, one against Brighton, uh, one against Bournemouth, one against Norwich, one against Liverpool. The last time they kept a clean sheet was against Leicester, believe it or not, in September.
1: Wow. So uh, say what you will about I don't, that. Well, and we kept a clean sheet.
0: Well, that's wow. the thing. It's just it's 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 disastrous. And how do you expect to you know win and pick up points if you're dropping that many? Um, I don't know. I, I feel kind of bad. I did hear though that Pogba and McTominay uh, might actually be in the squad Wednesday for Spurs.
1: Oh, McTominay's back.
0: Yeah. So.
1: Uh, I thought been- wow.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. I thought that I thought that too because you told me that.
1: But uh, <laughs>
0: apparently, I, I know that's why.
1: Well, no, that's good, <sighs> good news for you guys. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, so that will <laughs> be much needed because of boy, I, I never thought I'd say it, but man, do I miss Scott McTominay um, and, and Paul Pogba for that matter. So uh, we'll look forward to that game against Spurs. Uh, Wally, to answer your question, the last time Arsenal kept a clean sheet in the Premier League four, was four or six. October
1: um, six, <laughs> like an echo with a different voice. I love it. Well, there you go. Uh, so yeah, I mean, not as long, long as Manu. God, that's like two months almost, almost two months.
0: Well, Manu right. was two and a half, so it could be worse, Wally. But uh, yeah, so deal. give me your take. Uh, give me your take on Arsenal. Uh, let's do it quick.
1: Uh, I, honestly, <clears throat> it wasn't all bad. it's just the goals that they did score was. What I noticed was at least there were uh, uh, guys in positions It's just really slow to close them down, or like nobody taking the initiative to to try and block the shots. Like the, the goals, both could have been easily avoided if if the guys would have uh, like gone in front of the ball earlier, or just showed some some character to to really uh, to want to defend. But uh, that's what happens when you start Mustafi, and you know. I thought uh, the signing of David Luiz was w- would be a, a decent one. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought he was a defender when he came. He, I think this just goes to prove that when you're a, a decent player and you're 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 in a group, you've been uh, like installed into a group that's even worse defensively. You play to their level. So. Uh, that's what's happened right now, I mean it's just like he he looks even worse than I thought he was. Uh, he just looks really out of it not not uh wanting to give his his biggest effort um There were a few positives to take. I mean the fact that we did come back twice um, that was the biggest positive. <laughs> um, <laughs> The fact that we we outshot the opponent was uh, a slight positive, the fact and that he uh, didn't
0: lose is also a positive.
1: Yeah, but uh, listen, I, I'm not expecting overnight success. Uh, Freddie had uh, a couple of days training, and uh, and uh, it, it's been one game. So you know, I'm not gonna complain about that. I just I was a bit I was a bit surprised in, in the team selection. I just thought. Pepe would have started or something because uh, I, I just don't like I you have to play to the player's strengths and I don't th- well obviously they're still not doing it obviously it's one game um, but he did mention um, post comments that he picked the players that he uh, obviously knows like the best that's why he brought on uh, Martinelli and Saka he's worked with Saka before in the youth academy so um you know that's that's the reason for that, but uh, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Uh, uh, on to better things, right? I guess. Um,
0: let's. I uh, mean, better. Let's. Uh, let's talk about. Uh, I mean, we kind of foreshadowed Spurs coming to Old Trafford on Wednesday. Uh, Mourinho makes it three for three where Spurs' win. Uh, Deli Ali two goals. He looks uh, rejuvenated. Some would say. Yeah,
1: Deli Ali's twin brother.
0: He's off to a flying start with spurs uh so quite the partnership <laughs> it's like the long-staff partnership at newcastle um but uh yeah well uh, yeah that's it spurs i mean what, what can you say i get but the only thing here is I that get you see the goal. two goals yeah
1: yeah, yeah that's so. not not typical from Mourinho. no um, but
0: in a weird way like it's i'm i'm like I'm excited about this, though, because it seems like he's, he's changed his approach. I kind of like some open Mourinho play instead.
1: He well, acknowledges,
0: yeah. the, you know, concede a few, but... He's counting on unleashing firepower to the other end. I mean, uh, it's a talented team going forward. You can't say it's not. I mean, Son, Lucas, Delia Lee, Harry Kane, Ericsson, I mean, they should be scoring goals. And if they keep it to two goals or less a match, they might just win every game. So uh, we'll see how that goes.
1: But that I, I'm liking this. Uh, two goals, they could be beatable. So, but that's you know. it.
0: But, but you know what I mean? I'm liking this new Mourinho. Uh, he, it's a much uh, visual, visually pleasing uh, aesthetically pleasing, uh, also. So, um, but yeah, Spurs again, three for three. We'll see if they keep that up against Man U, where uh, Mourinho makes his return to Old Trafford. So, uh, we'll see his reception he gets there. Uh, let's uh, let's go over Man City, Newcastle. So, Man City on the road at Newcastle, where they did uh, drop points last season, as well uh, as this game drops. Uh, this game finishes two two. Sorry. Um, I watched the last 30 minutes of this game, and uh, I'm glad I did because it was uh, probably the best portion of it. Uh, I saw the De Bruyne howling uh, volley, uh, insane. Um, you know, uh, goal just love a goal where it
1: hits off the, the crossbar like that.
0: Oh yeah, just the the chest and the volley, and man, he he's one of the most technical players. Um, I could think of in a way. I mean, everything he does is just with extreme perfection. And uh, uh, it's just impressive. Um, and then John Joe Shelby said, yeah, hold my beer. And he scored a cracker as well. <laughs> so, uh, uh, wow, what a game, what an end. I mean, this Newcastle side, it, to, uh, he's turned it around a little bit.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Al looked uh, pretty impressive setting up the, uh, the Willems goal.
0: What I thought was interesting was... Um, I was looking at uh, Man City play, and I, I was just thinking, um, I don't think there's much bad here. I mean, they, they, obviously, they had the possession. They, they created some chances, uh, not overly clinical. Um, Bernardo Silva had a really bad miss. Uh, the only thing I could think of is that he literally just got off the bench. Uh, that's the one reason why I'd give him a pass. But, oh, boy, that's a, that's a penalty spot. The ball literally almost stopped. It, it's, a shot, it's a penalty shot, and he just pulled it wide. Um, terrible miss. Did, well, did you see
1: this one? I mean, uh, no, but uh, oh, two. Uh, I mean, Sterling definitely could have won the game there. Pretty much towards the end.
0: Oh yeah, he kind of leaves it too late. Uh, I saw that. Yeah, exactly. I saw that as well. I forget who was talking. What about do you mean, leaves it too late? He lets it come across his body too much. Like he lets it. Uh, it bounces right before he strikes it. Like,
1: um... is it the same? He catches it, it's just not. Well, the goalie saves it.
0: Is it when it goes across and, and um, uh, Gundogan would have been there to tap it in, but the goalie gets there?
1: Or is that mm-hmm. a different chance? <clears throat> no, he just takes a shot on goal. and uh, But it okay. was just like too much in the goalie's hands. Uh, he, he, it was like pretty much last one of the last plays of the game. Okay. Uh, he so could he have, had two similar could have chances. Yeah, I uh, know. Yeah, I remember
0: that now. Uh, he didn't really make um, didn't make great contact with it, though. It wasn't, like, really hard at the keeper, either. No, that's uh, the thing, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that, it's, you know, I'm sure Pep won't be happy about that. But I, I don't know. Can you say really, man, City played poorly? I mean, they had 24 shots, not on target, 77% possession, 760 passes compared to Newcastle's 238, uh, just uh, 10 corners to one. So sometimes these things happen. Um, they didn't make mistakes on the goals they conceded, and that's been the theme of this Man City side, right? So,
1: um, well, the Charles Shelton goal—I can't really fault them at that. That's well, just... the, it,
0: it, I can because it, it was a foolish, um, foolish free kick to give away in the oh, start, right? Okay, yeah. Well, no, but that counts, though. I mean, if he, it's like... Uh, yeah, yeah, it's fair like enough. Um, I mean, you can't give these... I mean, the commentator today against Sassuolo was having a field. That he was losing it every time they gave away a foul. Uh, he's like, they simply do not learn. It was uh, pretty <laughs> comical. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, give a free kick. And then I thought... I forget who goes to close down uh, Shelby. I think it was Rodri, maybe. But somebody rushes to get him, but... They just left it too late. Like they didn't see him They didn't see that coming at all. It was just they were all there in their zonal marking on the six yard line. And then uh, they just they, he tried to race out at the last second. They didn't. They can't close him down in time. And it's two two. And at that point, uh, uh, they couldn't find a, a winner. But what I thought was more impressive was that when you look at the times of the goals, uh, Sterling uh, breaks the deadlock at the twenty second minute. Uh, Willem scores uh, three minutes later, the twenty fifth. And then uh, when De Bruyne scores in the eighty second. Shelby scores in the 88. So uh, three minutes and six minutes apart, they're equalizers. So uh, it's a, like this never-say-die attitude from Newcastle. Um, it's, uh, it's pretty interesting to watch. And I- I'm curious the next time they play a top-six side because uh, they've kind of been the uh, just a pain in the ass for these top-six sides. I mean, Arsenal got away with it on opening day. They won 1-0. But, uh, and Liverpool beat them as well. But we all know they beat Spurs. Uh, they beat Man United, and now they drew Man City. So a uh, pretty impressive form against the top teams, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, uh, looking good for Newcastle. And uh, actually, you had picked them to get relegated, if I do remember correctly.
0: Um, I don't recall, but we'll I'll confirm that at the end of the season, if they get relegated or not.
1: <laughs> wow, fair enough. But uh, pretty good for, uh, for the Magpies um they do have a little bit of a tricky schedule coming up um in the form of Sheffield United and then Southampton so uh Burnley, Palace, Man United, Everton, Leicester Wolves, Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Um so I, it, it, these were a uh, wasn't exactly an easy run of games that they just had but uh it's not going to be an easy one going forward either
0: <laughs> no it will not uh it will not but uh i'm uh, i'm fairly optimistic
1: all we know is over the christmas period lots of teams are going to drop points um hopefully not too many for our teams but wow. um maybe it's time to move across to West London, just quickly, because a uh, bit of a surprise, but uh, West Ham beating Chelsea, one Um, Picking up those three precious points away from home. Them and- hammers, though. <laughs> Them hammers, though, exactly. Uh, looking very, very solid in doing so. Um, the first 20 minutes, they went through a... Little period of uh, just wearing the storm a little bit. Chelsea looked uh, very, very uh, on top of it at the beginning of the game, but after that twenty-minute period, I mean, it was pretty much over. After that, um, the Hammers uh, weathered the storm, and uh, what really sparked their uh, their interest in the game, so to speak, is the um, the Mikel Antonio uh, chance. Uh, and which was pretty much the biggest chance of the game uh, for both teams up until that point came around the 25th minute uh, header and a big save for, uh, for Kepa uh, It's still uh, nil-nil at that point. But uh, that's when it really, when, uh, when West Ham really picked things up and I thought uh, going forward, uh, they looked very impressive and very uh, dangerous every time. And, Chelsea just just didn't seem like they were focused uh, a lot of times. Uh, West Ham were, were, were using the width and uh, like the the biggest, the biggest impact came uh, from the goal, obviously. Uh, so picking it up in a left back left wing position, uh, cutting in from the side, making his way into the box and then uh, slotting it home with his right foot.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Very, very nice finish.
0: Mm-hmm. It was a tidy finish.
1: Yeah, uh, always going away from Keppa. Uh, no chance uh, with his weaker uh, right foot. But uh, mm-hmm. I thought it was a pretty deserved pretty deserved win for West Ham because Chelsea just uh, they didn't really seem to uh, create too much after... Uh, after that first half, and uh, the substitutions, I thought, uh, weren't they weren't uh, good enough. Uh, Willian coming on for Petro, uh, pretty much like for like. Kante for Jorginho, which is uh, a much better player coming on, but still defensive. Yeah, and, and uh, a
0: rare start for Sir Olivier Giroud.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't think he played... In his last 10 games. uh, Now, Wally, uh, am I missing
0: something? I mean, where is... uh, uh, Abraham's not even on the bench.
1: Oh, he's injured. But he he played against Valencia. I know, he got injured. Oh, all right. (laughs) Yeah, so you were missing something. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I'm not sure for how long he's out for. But uh, no... uh, no Batshuai coming off the bench either, which and uh, that would have come a, a bit of a surprise, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, uh, that's <laughs> uh, that's good old Frankfurter for you. Franks, he, he likes to keep you on your toes, you know. He goes losing, bring on a striker, sound.
1: Uh, hudson O'Doy instead, uh, and for the last uh, 20 minutes or so, they didn't have any uh, actual striker up front, which I thought was... I, I, that was a moment where I was like, "That's a bold move, Cotton." Yeah, and a uh, very bold move. It's probably not a wise decision, uh, especially with uh, West Ham's defenders—a uh, very, very big bunch. I mean, uh, Ogbona and uh, Balbuena, some pretty big, big boys. Um, but they're very solid defensively. West Ham and the much-needed points for Manuel Pellegrini. Very good,
0: Manuel Pellegrini. Uh, let's talk about Liverpool clinching the Premier League title, Wally. Do you mind?
1: One hand on it, one hand. One hand? You're
0: not there yet to
1: call it? Well, listen, it's still uh, December 1st, so I'll say by by January 1st, obviously, if they're within a, a good distance from second place, yeah, it's, it's theirs to lose, pretty much. No, very good. So uh, Van Dyke
0: getting a brace, um, impressive from him. Uh, the game finishes two one. Uh, I mean, wh- what can I say? Really, I mean, they obviously knew ahead of time that Man City had lost, so I'm sure that gave them a lot of motivation to go out and uh, uh, put this this bed, uh, put this game to bed. Excuse me.
1: Um, Someone's ready going. for bed already.
0: I, I am. I'm not gonna lie. Well, I'm powering through. Uh, Just like Van Dijk was when he scored his uh, goal in the 18th and 24th minute. um, Claiming, uh, maybe making a little claim for uh, Ballon d'Or tomorrow. Uh, We'll see. Um, But yeah, I mean, Liverpool win. They don't drop points. Um, I'm almost mad that they won because, I don't know, I just wanted it to be like a nice title race. And uh, unless Liverpool go on a poor run of form, which... I mean, I guess it's going to come at one point, right? Where they drop, like, two games in a row at some point.
1: I just hope – I hope they lose one game at least. Like, I don't want another Invincible season, please. It's the uh, one thing I have in my life. <laughs>
0: well, um, I would uh,
1: – yeah, I don't care <laughs> as
0: much for that. But, like, if they, like, let's say, drew, like, three de- three games in a row, that would be pretty cool. Um But yeah, we'll see. I mean, again, Liverpool's going to have a lot of fixtures coming up because they have the busy Christmas period. And then for them, not so much because then they have the the Club World Cup as well. Um, So, uh, plus we have the Cup starting, right? The Cup tie starting and stuff like that.
1: FA Cup, the League Cup as well. Well, the the Carabao Cup there.
0: That's it. FA Cup starting in January. Uh, Champions League is almost done uh, until February. So, uh, they have the club broke Cup, so they they have a lot of fixtures. Um, we'll see if that plays a role. Uh, a couple injuries here and there, perhaps. Um,
1: you know. Well, Fabinho is
0: out until January, so. Oh well, there you go. You see, so that um, and that happened against Napoli, right? That was midweek that he sustained the.
1: Yeah. Well. Yeah, it's... and Allison has a red card. So you see. Uh... So I know it's only one game, but. Things like that.
0: Things could change. Uh, things could change awfully fast. So, no, I'm with you, Wally. I'm not going to write off the Premier League just yet. Um, but uh, it doesn't help. It doesn't help uh, the title race when results go this way. Um, but uh, it's okay. It's all good. Uh, let's discuss the match of the week, Wally. Uh, let's get into Wolves hosting Sheffield United. So, a two-wagon of a teams. I mean, my God. Uh, is there a better supporting fan base for uh, two clubs in the world than Wolves and Sheffield United?
1: Probably not, Stove. Probably not. Um, I mean, you heard the supporters all game long pretty much uh, singing their hearts out wow. and uh, with very good effect because I was uh, extremely impressed yet again by this Sheffield team uh, from the first minute. Uh, I mean, they get the go-ahead goal. Oh, yeah. But Liz, uh, Liz Mousset. Uh, I mean, this guy, uh, he was at Bournemouth last year, and he, he didn't really get any, uh, any real big chances. And uh, Sheffield took him, took him away from them for $10 million. And uh, he's looked very impressive. I mean, uh, really, his first touch for this goal was extremely, extremely well taken. Uh, and then just slots at home. But, uh, like, uh, super pacey, great uh, link-up play good hold play, uh, very quick, and he's still, uh, I think he's like 22 or 23 years old, but uh, looking really good. And I don't know, just overall, I-, I thought the first half, especially, I thought the first half, especially that Sheffield uh, could have almost r- run away with this because uh, they had quite a few chances to, to punish uh, Wolves. Uh, Wolves looked uh, kind of sluggish at times. Uh, defensively, and um, didn't really get going until uh, until the later stages of the of the first half.
0: That uh, that they did not. Um, I just want to run something by you, Wally. Is my uh, Google scores is it bugging out? Or did the Wolves make no substitutions
1: this game? Yeah, they didn't make any subs. I was actually really surprised because I thought maybe Kutrone would have come on. Okay, so they didn't um, make any subs. No, no, nothing. Is yeah, that, I was really surprised. Is that,
0: a, is that like a record or something? Like, I've never seen
1: that before. <laughs> I don't know. It's very surprising, I'll tell you that much. Jesus, you don't see that every day. The one player who really stands out for Wolves this game was Adama Traore, uh, playing that right wing. And uh, this guy... I don't know if you know what I'm talking about.
0: Yes, I know were you talking about. They'll patronize me.
1: Uh, okay. Oh, I don't know, because uh, you had no retort back. So, anyways, mm-hmm. this guy is the pure example of pace and power. I mean, uh, so many times he uh, – pace, power, and trickery, oh, actually. Is that
0: that guy with the fat He's, ass?
1: Actually, it is. I <laughs> He's <know>. got <laughs> that fat ass. My God, he got some joke but, in the um, but man, he, the guy uh, was ruining the defenseman all day long. Uh, just stopping the ball, cutting it back, going down the down the touchline, and uh, just cutting crosses all the time. It was especially second half, it was it was uh, it was a lot for the, the Sheffield defenseman. Um actually this the goal came from Daugherty. Came uh, came came from the wing, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. It was actually Jimenez who finds himself uh, in, a, in a wide position. Who, he just uh, like,
0: cuts he hopelessly, he hopelessly yeah. like crosses to the back post.
1: Yeah, it, it was just pretty much putting it in a dangerous area. That's and uh, luckily for Wolves, Doherty uh, he finds himself in a good position. I, I thought he had Unmarked. a good game. I mean,
0: uh, before before his goal, he, like, he absolutely ruined the defender on the other side. Uh, I don't know if it was a nutmeg or something but he got around them like very easily it was very embarrassing I, I
1: thought uh, I thought the wingbacks were were pretty impressive both uh, Doherty and Johnny Otto especially going forward defensively they were kind of all over the place though uh, the three at the back for uh, for wolves just looked way out of sorts I mean then donker I mean he he gave away some really really slack passes Uh Sheffield really should have uh, taken taken a lot more of their chances, but uh, I thought a pretty a pretty uh, a pretty fair result uh, considering Wolves uh, were playing at home and they were applying that pressure and they always looked like they were dangerous going forward. Now there's one question I had for you. Do mm-hmm. um, you think about this one. Besides the Big Sixteen. Mm-hmm. Would you put Raúl Jiménez as one of the best strikers in the league?
0: You're gonna to have to be more specific with because the top six being the the typical top six or not, the current top six? N-
1: not not the current top six. Okay, the big six teams, the big uh, six teams.
0: My my for me, the best striker in the Premier League outside the top six uh, is uh, Jamie Vardy. Jamie. Um, yeah.
1: Fair enough. Um, but no, because I was
0: I was wondering if it was the current top six because then I was gonna say uh, Obama Yang for sure. So, um, but
1: yeah, uh, no, Wait, really.
0: Uh, out of out of the hmm. in the current uh, outside the current top six.
1: No, just besides the big six teams. Okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah but that's you what I'm saying.
0: I said, said Obama Yang if we were using the current top six. Uh because if not, what am I gonna say, Rashford? That's why. So. Uh, <laughs> But uh, but no, I mean uh, besides Jamie Vardy, um, obviously a much different player. But yeah, Jimenez, I mean uh, his aerial ability, his strength, um,
1: the skill, the hold up—it's no, he's impressive. Uh, he's very impressive. Uh, very, I mean, he, they only—I uh, think they only spent like thirty million on him, which is Pocket nothing change. in today's market. Yeah. But no, no, it,
0: uh, he's a very good player. I, I guess he would be the one of the better strikers in the league uh, outside the top six. Uh, yeah, probably him and Jamie Vardy. Um, that's what I would say. Uh, maybe Timo Pukki?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Timo Pukki, uh, I'm not too sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, pr- a pretty average player, I would think. Just, uh, I mean... <laughs> Obviously, scored today, but uh, and that that good run he had at the beginning of the season, but he was pretty uh, pretty quiet up until now. But I, I was just really impressed, and I've been impressed by Jimenez uh, since I saw him last year. And uh, I, I don't, I find he's one of the most underrated strikers in the Premier League. Uh, he could do quite a bit: uh, left foot, right foot, good in the air, like you said, uh, penalties, good dribbler, uh, and he's a more often than not, he's extremely unselfish and a uh, very good uh, link player, too, link-up player.
0: Well, well, if I didn't know any better, I would say you're crushing out pretty hard on uh, Jimenez right now.
1: Well, he's not bad-looking, but, you know, you know, I don't swing that way.
0: Well, I don't know, man. Uh, you're all about that Jimenez right now. Uh, I'm a little bit yeah, jealous listen. and surprised, to be honest. So, um, But, yeah, I mean... We could revisit this in the future if you want to keep going into it. Uh, did you have anything uh, to say about the game, or just more about uh, your boyfriend here? Uh,
1: no, the game. I, I just thought. Uh, I, I'm I'm just thinking like, why, why have Sheffield done extremely well? Like, why are they punching way above their their weight, um, and how have they done so well? Uh, because it's really, this is a second year in a row that that a team that's uh, been promoted and uh, takes to the Premier League uh, really well and adapts, and is it is it in terms of just playing their regular style of play and uh, doing it consistently and. Uh, I don't know, it's just extremely good recruitment, I guess, as well uh, has to be taken into account. But uh, Sheffield, like, they haven't looked out of place against any team so far this year. Well,
0: what I would argue is that because we saw... You were referring to Wolves last season, right? Yeah. Well, what I would say is that basically uh, the reason why um, a team from the Championship would do well in the Premier League in the first season especially is because... It's uh, tricky because just they bring they bring their new style of play, and the uh, Premier League teams don't have. Um, I mean, they obviously have the footage right from the championship, but they they they're not familiar with it in terms of playing it. Oh, we play them twice a year every year, you know, so it's different than. It's different than like the the staples like the the West Ham, the Newcastle's, the Everton stuff like that. They're going to be there every year, and you you play them every year. And yeah, the personnel changes year to year, but um, you get that somewhat the same patterns if the coaches are still the same, you know. Um, but what I would say is that basically just yeah, because it's a, it's a new team coming in. Uh, keep in mind these are talented sides, right? Uh, it's not it's not easy to uh, to to get out of the championship. So these are really good sides coming in. And um, I just think it's you don't have the familiarity with them. Everything's a little bit fresh. Uh, you're not used to it in a way, and that's why Wolves did yeah. so well last year. And I thought that's why they also struggled a bit this year because like people figured them out a little bit. Like they, they they saw exactly like they knew how to stop certain things. And uh, you, you just in a way you just get familiar. You figure them out, and that's it. But then Wolves have obviously turned it around. I mean, I didn't even notice this. Uh, I feel like just a few months ago. Few months ago a few weeks ago they were at the bottom of the table and now they're you know they're six so um, I, I don't know I think that's what it is uh, I, I think Sheffield is just up for it every time though I know this is an away game but when you watch their home games like the, the crowd is
1: lit like they are in uh, they're always they're always uh, right behind them it's 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 a it's a great atmosphere
0: uh, it's uh no it, it's fantastic but um, I'm curious I mean listen the the uh, they took points off Man U, they took points off Arsenal, they took points off Ma- of uh, Wolves. But uh, if you look at their form, they only won one win of their last five with four other draws. So they're not losing games, but they are dropping points, so they're slowly uh, dropping down the table a little bit. Just teams like Arsenal and Man U, who could have leapfrogged them today, uh, didn't take advantage, you know. So um, it's, uh, th- that would, I would say unfortunate, but fortunate for Sheffield, who, uh, like we mentioned, are
1: just away well, that's it, but like uh, for a team to um, to come up, who's only lost three games, uh, which is really impressive. I know that a lot of draws, but still, uh... <laughs> they'll they'll look back at the end of the season and uh, and it might be these draws that that really saved them. Um, you know, it's oh, a yeah. good, uh, it's a great stepping stone to have. Uh, I mean, you've played. A lot of the top top six teams, uh, they they drew against Chelsea away. They beat Arsenal. They drew Man United. Uh, very very impressive. And um, what I liked is that they're not afraid against any team they play against. They 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 play their style, which is the three five two five three two. Yeah, and uh, they they really utilize that width. Uh, Baldock uh, and and then the Stevens getting up the the lines really really uh, really impressive just bombing down and um, I, I'm just uh, it's it's really nice to see uh, teams come into the Premier League uh, not show any fear and uh, just just play their style. I mean it
0: is, and I think that's why they have the success too. Because uh, I find some teams come in uh, fearful and some teams come in fearless. And uh, and you see the way it pays off when they come in the ladder. So uh, I'm curious to see where this goes. Uh, it should be interesting. I think Wolves and Sheffield are both solid teams, and I expect them to stay in the top 10, that's for sure. Uh, I think they will drop down a little bit, but uh, they'll definitely be in the top half of the table. Uh, uh, we'll follow up on that. Uh, one thing, I, the only thing I want to mention as well before we wrap it up, because it is getting uh, rather long, but uh, just Leicester. Um Two one today. They left it uh, to the last second, essentially. But something, something is brewing at the King Power Stadium. There's, there's something, there's something magical happening. There's something going on there because you feel it uh, in every missed chance. You feel the crowd is into it. it. It's just there's belief there, and we all know what that stadium can do when there's belief in it, and it's very exciting. Uh, again. It's just their form is just nothing but green check marks. It's wins, wins, and wins. They're just, um, they're second in the Premier League. They're above Man City by a full three points. So it, it's just,
1: I don't know. I they know. have the best defense in the league, too. I mean,
0: and they nine goals the, against. And the best striker, too, uh, leading the league, Jamie Vardy, uh, another goal today. Um, something's going really well there, and, and, and I love it. It's great to see. Uh, I'm a fan.
1: Well, we found Stove's wagon team.
0: Oh, but how could you not? I mean, we, they were everyone's wagon when they won uh, the Premier League a few years ago. And now it's just like, you know, I, I don't see them as challengers in a weird way, even though they're second. But I want them to get Champions League football. I want them to, it'd uh, be fun. Uh, they're always a great team to, uh, I feel like everyone has uh, a place in their hearts for Leicester.
1: Oh, they certainly, uh, I agree, they, they, they play a nice style, uh, very exciting players, and I saw the dog, so.
0: Oh, of course, how could you not, you know? Um, but yeah, no, that's all I wanted to say, Wally, so uh, let me uh, pull up here the fixtures for next week. Uh, how do we do this for match of the week? Because there's a big one midweek, but we won't be covering that, um, so uh, everyone plays midweek actually. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, so there's it's uh... going to be a busy next Sunday night then when we break this down. Um, so match of the well, week. We'll... Yeah. Here, let me take it away. While match of the week, we'll do uh, Man United, Man City. They obviously play next Saturday on the seventh of December. So uh, that'll be match of the week in the Premier League. Uh, we could, uh, I mean, because there's there's Man City, there's Man U, Spurs as well. So um, we could touch on both games. But yeah, the match of the derby will definitely yeah. be our match of the week.
1: And then uh, let me pull up the we'll, Serie A. We'll cover both both those games, though, in the next podcast episode.
0: Yeah, that sounds good. And then in terms for, uh, uh, for Serie A, uh, they do not have midweek games. Uh, there is Inter Milan-Roma, uh, Friday, 2.45. Uh, sounds like a date, Wally?
1: Oof, that's good. There's also Lazio Juve, but
0: that's I'm down for Inter-Roma. Okay. Iris uh, will obviously cover both games in uh, in detail. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to that. Busy, busy week ahead. Um, it should be fun. Uh, and so, yeah, hopefully we'll see that title change again. Uh, Premier League, not so much. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see. Uh, it's not over yet, folks. You heard it here first on Sock Talk. Um, and with that being said... Just want to welcome everyone to like the podcast, uh, share it, leave a review uh, wherever you're listening to it. It is available on most uh, major uh, sources. Um, follow us on Twitter at Sock Talk Pod. Uh, We like to uh, tweet there over the weekend, especially during the week when the Champions League. We find it fun uh, tweeting uh, like that as well. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's get involved. Tell a friend about the podcast. Uh, tell your neighbor. Tell your grandchild, your god, your godchild, your godparent. Uh, anyone really? Uh, those are just a few examples. Um, the first one that came to my head: your your, your second cousin removed. You know uh, anything, uh, anything, and anyone. Uh, it, it always helps, you know, getting the spreading the gospel, as they say. So thank you, uh, thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Sock Talk with Stob and Wiley. So I'm Stove, he's Wiley. This is Sock Talk where they sock and we talk.
1: Yes.